Star Wars 7x7, episode 526. Today we pick back up on our series of looks at the characters in The Force Awakens and what we know about them officially so far. And we're combining two characters in this episode because we know precious little about them and yet we've got to talk about them. It's Luke and Leia on the docket today. Punch it, Chewie! Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and (laughs) this could be a quick episode. I know we have gone a little bit beyond our seven minutes in the conversations about Finn and Rey and Han Solo and Kylo Ren, but even covering Luke and Leia in this one particular episode, I think we're going to be right in our normal seven-minute show situation. So let's just jump right into it, shall we? First of all, let's talk about Luke, since there's very little to say about him. We get more with Leia, at least, so there's a little more satisfaction there. (laughs) Anyway, Luke, 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 Luke. This is what we think we know. And again, this is all rumor and spoiler-free. This is only official. The one thing we think we know is that we think we have seen Luke Skywalker in the teasers in the trailer as a cloaked figure reaching over and patting R2-D2 with what looks like a fully metal hand. It looks more like silvery. It doesn't look like his actual skin with uh, little miniature pistons underneath it to move the fingers and whatnot. It looks like an actual hard, like solid metal hand. And we're all guessing it's him, of course, also because... You know, that's the only person that we've seen in the trailers that we haven't been able to identify unless you're talking about the Knights of Ren. We can't necessarily identify the other folks that appear in the trailers with Kylo Ren, but I doubt that Luke is one of them. That'd be really a stretch. In fact, actually, I had an idea about Luke the other day as I was just, you know, as I was in the shower, I'll be honest with you, because, you know, sometimes that's where the ideas occur. But Remember how Obi-Wan was sitting in the desert in Tatooine keeping an eye on Luke Skywalker? Well, as I've been saying from time to time on the podcast, it seems strange that Rey would be dropped off on Jakku at five years old by her parents, and we know nothing about how she was taken care of during that span of time. So I wonder if we're going to find out something about who was taking care of her, and I wonder if we're going to find out that somebody's been keeping an eye on her in the shadows, or if somebody has been, you know, uh, I was going to say bandaged up, but, (laughs) you know, they've got all those strange wrappings and whatnot on people to keep them from being all sunburned and so forth on Jakku, uh, somehow costumed up in a way that they can't be recognized. Would Luke possibly be on Jakku in a watch-over role the same way that Ben was when he was on Tatooine watching over Luke. And I thought about this, too, because the fire that Luke and R2 are sitting in front of, like the way the sparks and the embers are thrown off of it, really reminded me very strongly of the way that you see fires in the Jakku village right before, actually, or right during the First Order's attack on the village. Now, some of those fires are probably... Uh, trooper made <laughs> with the flame troopers blowing their flamethrowers all over the place but I don't know I, I had this weird thought that maybe Luke is actually on Jakku and maybe he is watching over Rey I'd be really curious to see if that turns out to be the case and yet I would be remiss if I didn't point out one particular fact there's one planet that we have heard named in official releases and whatnot that 
by all of our knowledge, has not appeared yet in any of the teasers or trailers and whatnot. And that is Hosnian Prime, or Hosnian Prime, depending on how you want to pronounce it. That planet was mentioned in the December issue of Empire magazine that had a big Force Awakens cover story and articles and whatnot. But I'm really attracted to the idea that he could be watching over Rey for some unknown reason, and that part of the movie could be the discovery of that reason. That would be something really special to me, I think. So, I don't know. Um, I hope I get surprised, ultimately, <laughs> whatever the, the result turns out to be. But the bottom line is is that everything we know about Luke at this point is speculation and wondering based on nothing, literally nothing, literally his complete unknown presence in the whole campaign. Oh, I guess there is one other thing we could share. He is seeming to have a conversation with somebody about them having the power of the Force, where he talks about the... And we're assuming that this is actual dialogue for the movie that it's not just recorded for the voiceover to you know get us all excited but he talks about the force running very strong in his family that uh, his father had it that he had it that his sister has it and then he says you have that power too we don't know who he's talking to and at one point we were jumping to the conclusion that he was speaking to a family member and saying you know you're a skywalker so you have that power too but the line as we hear it with the little information that we have we cannot, with full confidence, jump to a conclusion that he is speaking to somebody in the Skywalker bloodline. I mean, for all we know, he could be talking to Jar Jar Binks and telling him about how his family is full of Force users, and then he looks at Jar Jar and says, you have that power too. And Jar Jar would go, Misa? <laughs> but that's not going to happen, because it's already been confirmed that Jar Jar is not in the movie, and Ewoks are not in the movie, which I'm a little bummed about, because, of course, that's, as far as we know, the last resting place of Darth Vader's suit of armor. So somebody had to go to Endor and get rid of that suit, or maybe the, the Rebels, or maybe Luke actually took it with him once he had left Endor. I don't know. Anyway, somebody had to take that away from Endor, which meant that they would have had to possibly run afoul of Ewoks. I would have actually liked to see Ewoks, quite honestly, even for a moment, but not going to happen. Wow, and look at this. It looks like I've actually managed to talk about Luke all the way through our regular seven-minute window, so let's jump in to talk about his sister. Sister, Leia. We know most of what we know from the interview with J.J. Abrams and with Carrie Fisher from Entertainment Weekly a uh, month or so ago. And this is what J.J. Abrams says about her. The stakes are pretty high in the story for her, so there's not much goofing around where Leia's concerned. And we also know from Abrams that she's referred to as General now, not Princess, although there's going to be a character who slips and calls her Princess, and apparently that doesn't go over very well, but we don't know who does that. I bet you and I probably have an idea of who might do that, but <laughs> let's not speak of it now. Let's instead speak of what Carrie Fisher has to say about Princess Leia. And as Abrams said, this is from the Entertainment Weekly article, her story is one of the heavier ones in the film. So Anthony Bresenkin says, how is the general handling things when we meet her again? Carrie Fisher says, not easily, and describes Leia as, quote, solitary, under a lot of pressure, committed as ever to her cause, but I would imagine feeling somewhat defeated, tired, and pissed. And yet, as the article talks about what fans might take away from this version of Leia. The article says Fisher's response is simple and without sarcasm, never give up. So Princess Leia is still fighting the good fight 
30 years on. And, you know, the word defeated hmm, from Carrie Fisher, I don't think anything she says is cut and dried, quite honestly. I think anybody who's feeling defeated could be feeling that way because if you're still fighting a war 30 years later, that is, in a sense, a defeat. Even if you're doing well in the war, the fact that it's still going on is not a good thing. And as far as we know, there's only one planet that she is on in the movie, or at least there's only one we've seen her on so far, and that is the Resistance base in what we assume is Dakar. Here we go again, D apostrophe Q-A-R. I couldn't help myself. I heard myself ramping up to do it, and it was already out of my mouth before I was able to stop myself. Uh, That's the only place that we've seen her. We've seen her outside hugging Han. We've seen her inside at tactical displays with other leaders of the Resistance, and we've also seen her standing out in the outdoors and the way the scenes are spliced it looks like she is looking at ray across a little bit of a distance and ray looking back at her and that's it from leia i mean we don't have really anything else about her we don't have dialogue from her we do have a scene where it's purported that the lightsaber in question throughout this movie is being handed to her for some reason and you know, somebody had been saying, or at least I think this was the the prevailing wisdom, and it wasn't based on rumor or spoiler necessarily. It was just the people trying to make the analysis based on what they were seeing in the teasers and trailers themselves. But the the going theory was that it was Maz Kanata that had been passing that lightsaber on to Leia, General Leia. I almost slipped and called her Princess Leia. <laughs> And some people tried to do a, you know, high-definition blow-up analysis of the image where the lightsaber is being handed to what appears to be Leia, or who appears the person who appears to be Leia, and that there was some, uh, there was some image in the background of the image that was actually looked like a mirror reflection, and that it might have been Maz Kanata in the mirror reflection, and so that was why. There was some assumption that maybe she had to do with giving the, the blaster to Leia. Now, if that's the case, then that means Leia gets on to Takadana as well somehow. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily think that Maz Kanata at her advanced age is traveling very much, but eh, you never know. And as of yet, we don't see her in the field either. I mean, we know Han's out there shooting things up. And if anybody was a take-charge person who'd go out and grab a blaster and get on the front lines herself, it would be General Leia. But so far, we haven't seen any indication that she's taking on that kind of role. Instead, she seems to be relegated to a strategic role and wearing what she describes as the uniform of a classy gas station attendant. (laughs) God love Carrie Fisher. Oh, man. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. And we'll have your trivia question after the break. In the meantime, if you have facts about Luke or Leia, and I mean official non-spoiler facts, in other words, things that have come out from teasers and trailers and commercials and magazine interview stuff, not because you somehow managed to see the movie early, anything that we've left out about what is known so far based on official releases, leave them in the comments for the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you've got a business that you need to get in front of a bunch of Star Wars fans, then I've got an idea for you. I'm looking for a sponsor to get the entire Star Wars 7x7 team over to London for Star Wars Celebration Europe next July. And we get a ton of exposure when we do Star Wars Celebration podcasts. Not just the regular episodes, but the bonus stuff, and all the in-person stuff too, not to mention all the live streaming video we do. So if that's something of interest to you, then reach out via the contact form at sw7x7.com and let's talk. 
All right, let's get to that trivia question for you. I'm betting heavily on a Sebulba. Yeah, yesterday's was a toughie. What type of stew did Yoda prepare for Luke? And that was root leaf stew. Today's question, who pretended he couldn't hear an Imperial officer's transmissions when disguised as a stormtrooper? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you take any awful risks with homing beacons, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not an easy escape, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!